I don't know, maybe something has happened in me, but over the last few months, I have begun to notice. You ever just reach a point in life that you notice something different? I began to notice that what I feel in the presence of the Lord, what I feel when I come to the house of the Lord, is truly the highlight of my week. It is the greatest time. I would rather be in the presence of the Lord than be anywhere else. I'm glad for the presence of the Lord that's in the house this morning. Amen. I thank the Lord for his presence. And I, I know several of you came. We misannounced last week. I had made a mistake and announced that um, our evangelist, Brother Winters, would be here this morning. And if you came to hear Brother Winters, I certainly do apologize. Uh, he will be back here tonight. Um, I was hoping he would be here this morning because he was going to preach here this morning and in Lebanon in the afternoon and back here tonight. Unfortunately, I'm preaching here this morning at Lebanon in the afternoon. And he will be here tonight. So, so much, so much for that. So uh, next weekend, Sunday morning and Sunday night, and in Lebanon, I think, Brother Josh Herring is going to be with us. And uh, we're expecting great things from the Lord. Brother Winters texted me this morning, and he said, Brother Jordan, I'm so excited about being with you, and I feel that God is going to do something marvelous in the service tonight. And I'm just trusting the Lord for that. But I believe the Lord has a reason for everything. And maybe the word that I'm bringing this morning is what the Lord would have me speak. The Lord definitely spoke to me this morning. And I needed that. And I feel that I've heard from heaven today. And I want to preach what the Lord has laid upon my heart. John chapter 19, if you have your Bibles. And I'm just going to read a verse from John 19 and then reference Genesis chapter 2. John chapter 19 and verse number 30. This is at the end of Jesus being hung on the cross and at the end and the last moments of his life when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said... It is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. I'm just, just for reference sake, Genesis chapter 2, you don't even have to turn there. Genesis chapter 2 verse number 1 says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. Were finished. I want to point something out to you today that everything that God has ever done, He has put it in place to where there will always be an end. Mm. There is always going to be an end to everything. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. By the help of the Lord this morning, I'm going to preach when God says, it is finished. Would you pray with me this morning? We need you today, God. Meet with your people this morning. 
speak to our hearts today, God. Let your power, let your presence meet with us today. Come on, somebody lift up your voice in prayer to the Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. God bless you this morning. You can be seated. Is Jason here this morning? Michael Brooks, either of them here this morning? I think they challenged me this morning to whether or not I could preach 20 minutes. I took the challenge. I'm sorry, I lost. There is a time, no matter what it is, that God will eventually, and sometimes for us it seems like it's an eternity, but eventually the Lord will say, it's enough. It's finished. As a matter of fact, When the Lord created the heavens and the earth in Genesis chapter 1, He created it and He even brought an ending to each individual day. The the scripture doesn't just say that there was creation. You understand and you know that in the seven days of creation that there there was the completion of the day and at the end of the day, the end of every day except On the sixth day, at the end of the first five days, the Lord said, and he saw, and it was good. The end of the sixth day creates man, and he said, and when he saw that, that he said it was very good. And then on the seventh day, he rested. He said, it's done, it's finished. He had finished all the work that he needed to do in creation. And he put the earth into formation so that the earth would operate and run. I do not believe that it runs by evolution. It runs by the divine providence of God. God put it everything in place, everything to reproduce itself, everything to fix itself. You can dump polluted water into a stream and it will only go so far until built into the ecosystem of the world, it will actually purify its own water. Now, I don't want to mess with any of you on this nice, pious Sunday morning when you're here all dressed up and looking your best, but they say that the water that you drink has been recycled through the human body seven times. Help us, Jesus. But God has created everything in the earth to where everything has the ability to to purify and clean itself. Thank God for all the rain we've been having. We really need it. Well, there's not going to be water shortage. Thank God for the rain. Your wells are not going to run dry. Thank God for the rain. And when it rains, it does something to the air and the atmosphere that... The pollutants that are in the air are cleared and cleaned. 
They actually, in the treatment of water, now use what is called ozone. You've heard of it. That's right. It's a layer around the earth that moves close to the earth. And when you say, I smell rain, you actually smell ozone. And they pump ozone into nasty, dirty wastewater to purify it and clean it because God, they got the idea, of course, from God. That's a good place to get ideas from. Because he uses it to purify and clean the earth. And after the rain is over, the air is so clear, clean. But everything that God did in creation, he created it. He, cre- he created it and he brought an end to it. Even with creation itself, he brings an end to it. But he's not going to allow the earth to continue to run on uh, as it is because he even said that there would be a time in which the earth will even come to an end. Humankind, human life will come to an end. Let let me speak this morning. I could go so many different directions with this and let me just speak today regarding those who think that they are getting by snubbing their nose at God. They may get by some of the time. They may get by for a while. But there is going to be an end brought to everything. There's going to be a moment, you know, how many of you have raised kids? Let me just just take a poll here. Wake up your neighbor. That's probably all of you. You know, we, as parents, now before Annette and I ever had kids, we were not going to tolerate all the things that all the people around us tolerated out of their kids. Our kids were going to be different. We were not going to tolerate. We were not going to, our kids were going to be different. And then we got kids. And if you do that again, Anybody ever said that? See, we tolerate, right? We just tolerate it, deal with it. One more time, young man, and the rod of correction shall meet the seed of understanding. (laughs) There is a point for most of us That it's, that's it. You ever said it? That's it. It's over. Your warning is over. Your fun is ended. This is the end. Now, you're going to pay retribution. It is the end. But we think because God shows grace and mercy that we can get by and go on and do what we want to do and snub our nose at God. Perhaps God has allowed people to get by with things that some of us have. Have you ever stepped back and wondered? If so, you're probably in good company with people like David who even asked the Lord, How doth the wicked prosper? All you religious folks out there, y'all go ahead and sleep. 
I'm going to talk to the real folks here that sometimes get frustrated and wonder, why in the world am I struggling and somebody else? I told somebody this week, I don't know why you're going through the things you're going through. I'd like to put that on a lot of people, but not you. You ever felt that way? Don't look at me all funny like that. Those who think that God, the scripture said that his spirit would not always strive with man. He said he he winked at ignorance once, but he's not always. There's going to be an end that is going to be brought to everything. There will be a point when the Lord is going to look at a situation and say, Be not ignorant. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also. It will come to an end. There will be an end process. There will be an end. There will be a time when God is going to say, It's enough. And God will bring to silence His enemies. Let me speak to the one today who may be wondering why you are where you are dealing with what you're dealing with and going through whatever it is that you're going through. I wish I had all the answers. I don't. Some things we don't understand. I wish I had all the answers. I wish I could give you all the answers. But I can't. I'm called to preach, not to read And understand everything about life. But this much I do know. The word of God declares that he has not forgotten you. That he will never leave you. I may not be able to understand the why of what you deal with. But I can tell you that God will never allow you to go through it. Alone. And whenever he's ready, whenever he feels that the job has been completed for whatever purpose that he has in your life, which we often don't understand. Do you understand everything you go through in life? You understand the why? Why am I going through this? Why am I dealing with it? We we often never understand the why. We look back sometimes after we've been through it and we say, now I understand the lesson I was learning by going through this. If If we understood the end from the beginning, we would be as God. We're not as God. He understands the end from the beginning, meaning He has a purpose for everything that you go that you go through. And when you are going through it and you're in you're in the trenches of it, He says, I already know why I'm allowing you to go through this. And when you reach the point of going through it before you are broken, because he said, I will not put more on you than what you're able to bear. He said, I will not let any temptation come upon you by which I will not make way of escape. We have the story of Job who went through everything and the Lord said, I'm going to let you touch all sorts of things. But there is a point when I'm going to say, stop. 
It's finished. His trial is over. What he's going through is done. It is coming to an end. It is coming to a completion. Everywhere you look in the word of God, you will see God saying, there is a point when I will declare that it is finished in your life. The purpose that you're going through it, we may not understand, yet we go through it. Nevertheless, in the middle of it, it doesn't make the load any lighter. But this morning, if I can encourage somebody to understand and know that the Lord is declaring to somebody in this house today, there will be a moment when I'm going to speak it's finished and it will come to a close. You will not always deal with what you're dealing with. You will not always feel what you're feeling. You will not always be under the load that you're under there will be a day that I will say you're done move on to the next chapter when John was in prison he's awaiting his death sentence hoping for Jesus to dispatch an army to get him out of prison it was then that Jesus sends this message to him in Luke chapter 7 Verse 22, then Jesus answered and said, go your way. He's telling John's disciples, go and tell John the things that you have seen and heard. How the blind see and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised to life. And the gospel is being preached to the poor. Go tell John this. John's in prison. John probably is thinking, none of this is doing me any good. I want you to go down to the prison. John's praying, Lord, send somebody to deliver me. The Lord said, I'm going to send a messenger. And when the messenger gets there, I want you to go tell John in his prison cell, the blind eyes are being opened. The dead are being raised. All these miracles are happening. I've had people ask me, why in the world is it that I go through these things? Show up to church. See miracles happen. See signs and wonders happen. Why in the world am I in it? I can't give you an explanation for everything that you're going through. But this much I will tell you this morning and it is this that when you are going through it the Lord will perform miracles in front of you to let you know I'm still God I haven't forgotten you I can speak it in a moment into your life and when I am done with the test that I am putting you through it will come to an end and I will declare it is finished and when I declare it is finished it will be complete And so here's John in prison. They're telling him all the things which Jesus is doing. But then, John, I want to remind you of the power, everything that I can do. But then comes verse 23. Go tell John all these miracles and all these things that I'm doing. But then John 7 and 23 says, but complete what you are saying by saying. And John, blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Mm. John, I see you where you are. 
Blessed is he who's not going to be offended. I'm still God. I'm still raising the dead. I'm still opening blind eyes. But John, I've got you where you are. I've got my eye on you where you are. And I'm sending a messenger to you to tell you I'm still God. But don't get offended in me. Don't get offended because you're where you are. And miracles are happening everywhere else. The Lord is sending a messenger to somebody this morning for me to speak a word of faith into your life and tell you don't be offended at God. He knows where you are. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows what you're going through. Blessed is he who is not offended. Somebody needs to take a break right now. Throw your hands in the air and cry out to the Lord with a loud voice and let him know, God, I'm accepting what you're putting me through. Oh, you don't get offended. God knows what he's doing. But I don't believe for a moment that God has plans to leave you in the dilemma until it destroys you. It is for the trying of your faith. There are things we cannot understand. There are things we do not know. God, why is my healing not come? I don't have the answer. But there will be a time when the Lord is going to say, It is finished. And when he does, he will turn your situation around. There was a man by the name of Saul who persecuted the church. He was on his way to Damascus when the Lord decided to strike him down, send a great light. He knew what he had been doing to the church. He knew the kind of destruction he was causing. He knew the Christians that were being persecuted. The Lord had seen it all the time. But I'm guessing that there probably were some folks that wondered, does God, why does God allow Saul to go on? Because he had a plan for even a Saul. I'm guessing the man that's being hurt by Saul and the family of the man that's being hurt by Saul probably is not wishing good things on Saul. But God says, I got a plan to turn his life around. Saul's going to become Paul. I'm going to change everything in his world and in the world for a New Testament church to be able to do more than what it's ever done. But God had it all in control all the time. And when Saul recognized what the Lord was working in his life, the scripture says he cries out, my Lord and my God. He didn't say your Lord and your God. The one that persecuted Christians stopped and declared he's my God. He was the one that had to declare 
what had happened in his life. I could go through the scriptures and, and, and show you over and over again end of the road experiences when the man that was by the pool of Bethesda, when Jesus walked by, he, Jesus had to ask the man, do you, do you want to be made whole? You, you've been laying here. You, you've been here by the pool. Uh, do you want to be made whole? And the man said, sir, I have no nobody to put me in. There's no way when the water's troubled. I, I don't have anybody. He found excuses. He had lived in his dilemma so long that he didn't even recognize when Jesus showed up that there was a purpose to Jesus showing up. Some of us can get so accustomed to our dilemma that we start feeling like this is normal. There is nothing that the devil brings into your life that is normal. Don't accept it as normal. Refuse it. It doesn't matter if society calls it normal. If Satan invented it, it's not normal. Sin is not normal. It was an after the fact. At creation, there was no sin. Sin came later. God had no intention for it. There's some things we're going through. I feel my help this morning. There were some things that some of us may be going through that we've started saying, well, this is just life. I've said it. This is just life. This is just the way it is. This is just the way it's going to be. Rebuke that devil today and begin to declare this is not this is not the way God intended it. He gave me a better life. He came that I could have life and have it more abundantly. This is not my lot in life. I refuse to accept it. I don't know when it's going to turn around, but there is going to be a voice that is going to speak in the darkness of my night. And when he speaks, he's going to say, that's it. You're finished with it. It's over. I'll turn it around. I will change your world. Somebody needs to give God praise this morning. A woman, a woman with an issue of blood pushes through a crowd. She had spent everything she had on doctors. She had nowhere else to go. Nowhere else to turn to. She had to decide. Uh oh. <laughs> we want the Lord to do it all for us. Can I say something without offending some of you this morning? The Lord is not going to do your thinking for you. When the battle is between your ears, you've got to change what you're putting in. When the battle is in your mind, you're the one that's got to make the change. God is not going to change your mind. When a woman decided, I've spent everything I've had, I still am not getting better but getting worse. I've got to get through to where Jesus is. I've got to touch the hem of his garment. And when I get there, I will be made whole. She made up in her mind. This is the end of the road. It is finished. If somebody in this house this morning, I feel this so strong. If somebody this morning would make up in your mind, I am not going on like this any longer. I'm not letting the devil steal my joy another day. I'm not letting the devil steal my sleep another night. I'm not letting the devil steal my hope another moment. 
I'm making up in my mind that this thing is going to turn around. I'm changing the way I'm looking at it. I got to get to Jesus. I got to get to where he is. Oh, somebody cry out to the Lord this morning. Your hope is here. Your answer is here. It's here. He's here for you this morning. Reach out to him. Reach out and touch him this morning. I've got more preaching to do, but the Lord is wanting to do a work right now. I'll finish this at another day, at another time. But the Lord is wanting to move in this house right now. Somebody needs to respond to what the Lord is wanting to do in the house right now. Come on, stand and throw your hands in the air. Begin to receive from the Lord right now. There is an impartation in the Holy Ghost that He is wanting to pour out in this house. Come on, you've been in the mess long enough. You've worried over it long enough. You've cried over it long enough. You've been under it long enough. You've dealt with it long enough. Declare it right now. I'm getting to Jesus. I'm getting to Jesus. I'm getting to Jesus. I'm getting to Jesus. There's nothing getting in my way. I got to get to Jesus. I'm not letting a crowd get in my way. I'm not letting not having anybody get to my way. I'm getting to Jesus. I got to have an answer. He's going to speak into my situation. He's going to bring a close to my situation. He is going to finalize it. Come on, let God do it in your life. You've got to let go and let God right now. You've got to push beyond what you're feeling right now. You've got to push beyond the intimidation. You've got to push beyond the stress that you're feeling right now. And step out. These altars are open. God wants to do a work in your life. There are ministers and prayer warriors that are in this room. They want to pray with you right now. But you've got to be bold enough to step out in faith and declare by the name of the Lord, I am done living the way I'm living. I've got to have help in my situation. The Lord has got to turn my situation around. Come on, it's up to you. Yes. 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 Oh. Come on, weeping endures but for a night. But there's joy coming in the morning. There's joy coming in the morning. It's just a little while. It's just a little while. God's not done. God's not done. Yes! Yes. Yes. Oh. Come on, seek Him while you can. Reach out to Him while you can. Yes!
Why don't you step over to that neighbor right now? Take them by the hand and begin to pray fervently with them right now. Begin to pray fervently for them right now. In the name of the Lord. Come on, God's going to see you through. God's going to see you through. I have no doubt. I know He's going to bring the So I'm going to play without ceasing. Praise and not be defeated. Say, this is not a sign of defeat. I'm going to pray without ceasing. I'll praise and not be defeated. Not a sign of defeat. Oh, yes. Be defeated. 